that time. And I just want to be able to encourage and, and help each and every one of us to understand that, that even as we walk into the next year, the new beginning of two, 2019, that we understand that we, we're going to leave everything that has held us back into 2018. Amen. We're going to shake all of the dust off our feet, and we're going to step over into this new year and understand that he is truly able. And no matter what you went through, you have breath in your lungs right now. Amen. So therefore, we should be grateful. Amen. And this is a time that we should be celebrating in the moment of spirit and, and understanding that we come in here to worship and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. But uh, we'll go ahead and, and get started. Um, if I had to title this message on today, it would actually be destined to reign. Our scripture has already been read for you all. Um, 1 Samuel 16, the first through the 13th verses. But right now, um, for our, the context of, of the message, we're just going to focus on two verses. And those are the last two, the 12th and the 13th verse. And they read, And he sent and brought him. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Let us pray. Most gracious God, our Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this service. We thank you for each and every individual that is here under the sound of my voice. We ask, Father God, that not only that you would move Derek completely aside, but that you, Father God, would lead this congregation in and give them exactly what you have decided to give them on this day. And that most importantly, Lord, that we not only be hearers of your word, but we be doers. That we go out and exercise the things that you give us on today. That we'd be loving, that we'd be kind, that we'd be patient with others. And most importantly, Heavenly Father, we just ask that you would take away any distractions, any pain that anyone is feeling on this morning, any sadness, any sickness, any sorrow that is within their body, that you will cast them completely aside, Father God, that they may be able to hear and not only be hearers, be doers of the word, but let the seeds that you plant on today land on fertile ground, Father God, that it may increase 30 60 and even a hundred times over so lord we thank you for this day we thank you for your love your grace and your mercy towards each and every one of us and it's in the master's name of our lord and savior jesus christ that we do pray amen amen and amen amen so this chapter actually begins with the story of david one that makes a, a great figure in the sacred story as almost any of the, of the worthies of the, of the Old Testament. Excuse me. One that with his sword and with his pen served to honor God and in the interest of Israel as much as most ever did and was illustrious and was an illustrious type of Christ. Now, the thing about this story, I'm going to give you a little bit of history of what was going on at this time. Now, in this chapter, chapter 16, previously in chapter 15, Saul was actually rejected by God. He was actually the king of Israel at the time. 
And he was rejected by God because he didn't follow the commands of the prophet. The prophet told him he was supposed to go in and he was supposed to slaughter everything, including the animals, babies, women, children, everything. And he decided that he would listen to the people and they would keep some of the spoils for themselves. They were actually hungry at the time. So not only did they start to to eat the animals, but they were eating the animals with blood, which was also against the law at that time as well. So not only that, but um, when God actually rejected and Samuel arrived on the scene, he asked Samuel told, um, told Saul, who was the king at that time, that he had violated the Lord's commands and his instructions. And he was afraid of the people. And so he gave in to them. Now he, he begged for forgiveness for his sins and to come back with me so that I can worship with the Lord. So at this time, after God had rejected him, Samuel, who was actually the prophet, decided that he would actually mourn for Saul. He mourned because Saul's kingdom had been stripped from underneath him. Even though he was still in the position, he was not, he was not the king anymore. So therefore, God called Samuel, and he told Samuel, he says, go down to Bethlehem. Go see Jesse. When you get down to Bethlehem and you see Jesse, I'll show you which one of his sons that I want you to anoint. And that's where our message is going to actually start today. Um, I got three points for you, and those three points are the appointed, the anointed, and the acknowledgement. Beginning with the appointed. Now, the thing is, in Jeremiah 1, verse 5, God tells Jeremiah, well, speaking to all of us, but he tells him that he knew him while he was in his mother's womb. Not only did he know him while he was in his mother's womb, but he intricately knitted him together. Yes. And that's the, key, that's the key thing that we have to understand, is that God intricately knitted each and every one of us together. So we were all appointed by God. Yes. Now, in the process of moving from the appointment to the anointment, we sometimes take our own road. And when we take our own road, what tends to happen is, is that we wander off the path in which God had already set for us. Yes, yes. But during this time of appointment, we have to understand that God is still there. Yes, he is. He's still working in each and every one of our lives. Pastor, last week, and he's talked about John three sixteen and 17, about God so loving the world that he gave his only begotten son. And when he gave his only begotten son, he gave it for every single individual that would be created and have the breath of God blown into their lungs. Because we know there's no living being on this earth that does not have the breath of God in their lungs. So now in this appointment, though, when David, David was not considered to be like the rest of the brothers. He was not looked upon. Not only was he the youngest, but he was uh, he was the smallest of the bunch as well or the run of the litter. So, <clears throat> therefore, David was sent out, sent out to take care of the sheep. sheep. And even in this time that Saul was on, I mean, Samuel, excuse me, was on his way to come and actually anoint David, David was not even present for his own party. But we'll see what happens in the end. So, but even when they came to appoint him, of course, because God had chosen Saul because of his stature. Saul looked like a king. Saul was tall. Saul was handsome. Saul was strong. 
And because of these things, people looked up to him. Not, not David now, on the other hand. Now, David was small. <clears throat> Bible say he was ruddy, so that means that he was, he was of a, a good complexion of skin, but his skin was a, a, a kind of reddish type. And, um, and I wish I had time to go into that, where that actually comes from as well. But if you guys get to in your, in your, your off time, study the word Adam. And so, and so not only that, but then when Samuel gets there, Samuel arrives at the house, he goes to consecrate the, uh, uh, he goes to consecrate Jesse and his sons. And Jesse still didn't think enough to invite David to come because, of course, he thought that David was not the chosen one. So when he got there, first he sent out uh, the oldest son, Eli Eliab. And when he sent out Eliab, and he thought, mm, this must be the one, because he kind of reminded him of Saul. Yeah. He was tall. He was strong. He had that look of a king or a born leader. But, but then the Lord said, do not look on his appearance yeah. or on his height or his statue because I have rejected him. And that will go on for seven more sons. And Jesse still never thought enough to say, hey, go get David. Samuel had to ask him, hey, do you have another son? Because God has rejected all of these. Finally, he sent for David. Now, when David came, like I said before, he had not been invited to his own party. But then we turn around, right around in that same place that he was not invited. David was anointed in front of him. Now, I know you guys have probably been through a whole lot with your friends and, and loved ones and enemies and all of that type of stuff. But even Psalms 23 tells us that he prepareth a table before us in the presence of our enemies. So therefore, what we have to understand is that we can't continue to, to push people away as men and women of God. And if we continue to push people away, then we might push the people that really need God away. So what we have to do is understand that in the presence of the God, he said he, that he will make our enemies our footstool. So allow him to continue to build us up. So in that time of appointment, what God is doing is he's shaping our character. He's shaping our character. He's helping us to understand who we are in him. Amen. Not who we are, because we think that this person that we've gone through the world and, 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 and the iniquities of the world has jumped off onto us. We think that that's the person that we are. But that's not us at all. Amen. Because we were created by all-knowing, all-loving God. And we were created in his image and likeness. And because we are created in his image and likeness, we are essentially his chosen people. Amen. So, so the, even though Samuel was still trying to look for the same thing that he saw in, in Saul, then God showed him. He says, no, this is the one that I've called. And when, Jesse, I mean, when David finally came down, this was the time that he was anointed. Now, once he was anointed or the spirit of God had come into him, the Holy Spirit that we have access to on a daily basis that lives, breathes, and resides within us, then that's when, that's when the Spirit also rushed upon David at the same time. Now, back then, though, under the Old Testament, under the law, you, were not, you, you couldn't have the Holy Spirit every day. 
because there were consequences for your actions during the law. But guess what? Now he's giving it to us freely. So now we don't have to wait for the rush. You know that small, still voice that is telling you right from wrong on every decision you make? No matter, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I, I say every decision you make. Every decision we make. That small, still voice that is telling us that is our Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit that he has given to us once we come to the full knowledge of who this Jesus Christ is. And so now with his spirit walking within us, we, we already know beforehand who to deal with and who not to deal with. Because if we deal with people on his timetable, then guess what we no longer have to worry about? Being hurt. Because they say hurt people do what? Hurt people. So therefore, now the anointing had been poured upon David. Now David immediately started to operate in that anointing, as you can see if you continue to read uh, a little bit farther, because not only was, was he to go to Saul, but Saul would have a tormenting spirit that was given to him by the Lord. And guess who's the only person that could actually calm that spirit? David. So, so when, we, when we receive this spirit, then the Lord starts to work into each and every one of us at, at that time of anointing. And it says in Galatians 5.23, as pastor talked about this last week as well, that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against these things, there is no law. Because guess what? That's what happens when the anointing or when the Holy Spirit comes into each and every one of us. Because he starts to work on all of those things that we've learned from the world. And not only does he work on those things, but he shows them to us. But we want to be able to stop everything that we used to do when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. But we know it's a process. And if we understand the process and we allow God to work in us and through us throughout this process, then we come to the fullness of what he's called us to be. So now, after, after you've been anointed and, and, the, and the fruit of the spirit is flowing within you and you're continuing to grow, now the acknowledgement. The acknowledgement comes to, to let that you have fully accepted who God is or who the Holy Spirit is that is living with you. Now, when this acknowledgement comes, this acknowledgement is not for you to go and rub it in the face of others, but it's to help us to understand that, hey, I was once in your position. I once did the same things that you did. So how can I help you, brother or sister? And to sit down and to listen, because a lot of times when we become Christian, we want to know everything or we do know everything. We don't give others a chance to actually speak. But if we did more listening than speaking, then how, many, how much fuller would this church be right now? Because they look at everybody, the, the people that we deal with on a daily basis, they don't, they don't listen to what we're saying most of the time. They look at our actions. And if the fruit of the spirit is not flowing, then it's like, okay, so why are you telling me this? You do the same things that I do. 
You, you go to the same places I go. So it's not about understanding that there's places that you can or cannot go, but it's understanding that we have to, as men and women of God, continue to listen. And then we have to come to the full knowledge of and the understanding of who we truly are. Because Hebrews 10:14 lays it out for us perfectly. He says, for by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Sanctified, continuous cleansing, or set apart. So God knows. He knows what you're thinking before you even think it. He knows what you're going to do before you even do it. But he says that he has perfected you, not by your actions, not by what you say, not by what you do, but by the blood of Christ. Because it is for this reason and this reason alone that Jesus came through the lineage of David through 42 years. I mean, 42 generations came through to do good upon the earth because he knew that there would be people like us that would have to follow this example. So what we have to understand more than anything is that our perfection is not within us. Our perfection is in Christ. And when your perfection is in Christ, you no longer have to worry about what everybody else has to say about you. So when I tell you that you can actually shake your dust, wipe the dust off your feet and knock your heels off in 2018 and move into 2019, that's what you can do when you're not worried about how many people are going to judge you. Because you know that you've been perfected. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And that's daily, folks. Brand new mercies. That's every day that God blesses you to open your eyes. Those, Those are your blessings. Every single day, you're a new creation. You get another shot at it. What are we going to do differently today that we didn't do tomorrow? I mean, differently tomorrow that we did today. And that's how we have to live our life. One day at a time. Because if we start worrying about the future, we get anxious. We start worrying about the past, we get depressed. So if we live in the actual moment, then what happens? We stay in the fullness of who Christ is. And that's the reason why he also got up. Even though he died on that third day, early that Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. Power over death. Victory over grave. And now we have, we have been appointed. And if you've accepted Christ, you've been anointed. And then most importantly, now you have to acknowledge, accept, and walk in it. And if we do that, then we are who Christ has called us to be. If there are any here today that have not received your appointment, waiting for your anointment, today is the day. Give, us and give your hands to us and your heart to Christ. Because we know that he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through him. So today is the day. Start anew.
last Sunday, 2018, walk into 2019 operating in the full anointing of Christ Jesus. Never worrying about anything because he's a provider. He's a protector. He's a way maker. And he is a great, awesome, and mighty God. So, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is your time. This is your day. Like I said, come give us your hand and God your heart. So I give myself and if you have accepted Jesus Christ and you're looking for a church home, here at First African Baptist, we, we open our arms to you. Thank you.